Hello, everybody. Christian Jack alongside Charlie O'Connor Clark on a momentous Monday. What a day this is. Uh, it happened, Charlie. We actually got a little I bit did. of sleep. Uh, <laughs> a little bit. I got, I got two hours. I heard you got <laughs> three, maybe three and a half. Something like that. Yeah, yeah it wasn't a lot. Not a lot. No. I, I felt like it was a night not to sleep. I just couldn't sleep. Uh, uh, just, yeah. just sitting back. And re- but yeah, we are here. We are here with you for probably at least an hour, and it might go longer. Honestly, why not at this point? Yeah. Uh, we don't need to put a time on this. We're going to have friends join us later. I'm hopeful uh, Sid, Sixero, James Sharman might get here. We've got reaction. We get, you're going to hear from lots of players on the pitch yesterday. John Herdman will join as well. You'll hear from him uh, from his, his reaction yesterday. Uh, but to start, we want to hear from you. So put your comments in there. We're going to be answering some of your questions. We know this is a special day. We know you've got a lot of feelings. We want to hear from you and, and answer some of them uh, and talk to you guys on a, 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 what is the day after Canada's men's national team qualified for their first World Cup in 36 years. And uh, over 30,000 people were in, well, with, with you know, they announced 29 plus, but over 30,000 people, yeah. trust me, were at BMO Field yesterday. <laughs> Charlie O'Connor, you were there as well. You've been a big fan of this, yeah. this team for a long time. What did yesterday mean to you? Who did you think of and how special was it? It was a surreal moment. Like there, there were times I, I you know, I, I wasn't outside for the whole game. I have the utmost respect for everybody who was because it was really cold. But I did, like I went outside at the end of the game and just kind of took a moment and it was it was weird i don't know how to describe a moment like that you you kind of you shiver when you just see that because it's just it still doesn't yeah. feel like it's real right just how quickly this has all happened you know i mean i is it canada was losing to haiti at the gold cup and now they're here it was just a genuinely Did I lose Charlie there for a second? I think I I lost you there for a second. I think think we're still here. Yeah, we're good. (laughs) No, it's all good. It's uh, you know, we're we're we're, you know, we got frozen in the moment because it was special. This is (laughs) even the computers, uh, even Wi-Fi is having a moment with these emotions. Yeah, Charlie's back, and I think we we. We got the majority of it. I felt like you were describing that, um, you know, that iconic moment on the movie Miracle when Herb Brooks goes down the yeah. tunnel after they do it and he has that moment on his own when he like fist pumps and everything and that just gets, just gets yeah. you right in the feels. I think a few people had that moment yesterday. I mean, we all had each other as well. So. Uh, but everybody thinks about people that they connection to, who they're connected to. Uh, some people who are no longer with us. I know that's important for a lot of people as well. Uh, yeah. And, also, I thought yesterday, and I tried to convey this on the broadcast, this was not a Toronto sports moment. This was a Canadian sports moment. There was 28,000 plus who were able to get what is probably the most lucrative soccer ticket in the history of, Canada, of soccer tickets in this country. I think so. Um, but there was you know, literally millions of people watching across the country uh, on, on this. Um, great to see all these co- comments coming in. Thanks. Mitchell says he went with his brother, his dad, who got me into the game decades ago. Special moment to share with them. Thanks, Mitchell. Um, you know, put it, put it, put everything up. We're reading them all. It, we, we're here for you. And we're going to play some interviews as, as well and, and get some reaction to it. But 
yeah, it's um, it's that kind of day. And, and and I'm so glad so many are here. We've got so many people live here on the Canadian Premier League newsroom and obviously on One Soccer as well. And shout out to One Soccer yesterday. I was part of that broadcast. And I want to spot I want to start by saying hello to my good friends and colleagues, Adam Jenkins and Oliver Platt, who both yeah. were able were unable to get there yesterday um, because of their failed PCR tests. And I was thinking of those guys yesterday. I was given a, pr- a privileged position to be um, in that in that area, work with the great Patrice Bernier and the great Andy Petrillo and the people behind the scenes. It's um it's a good team. That's what it is. But we missed you, boys. We missed you, and I know it was a difficult day for you not to be there. And there'll be uh, hopefully other opportunities. But those guys have been part of this. You know, Adam, I can't forget you digging out your snowbank in Edmonton, and and, and Ollie has been educating the Canadian fans for a long time. So I wanted to I've say been that. there the whole way. So yeah, I've been there the whole way. Um, and still stuck in Costa Rica, the poor guy. So we send nothing but love to him. Maybe he gets to go watch Costa Rica in the States. Uh, at least uh, at least he goes to watch some live football. Uh, but we're thinking of you guys. Uh, but yeah, it was, it was, you know, what was great about yesterday was, and we're going to play some interviews in a minute, but uh, how the whole thing was just perfect. Like Laren goal came in the 13th minute and it was like, okay, th- this is a good time to start. And then you start thinking, you know, it'd be nice to get another one before half time. Boom, Buchanan right before half time. It was there was no time. I don't think that anybody in the crowd went, ooh, a bit nervous about this. This is not looking no. good. J- Jamaica have had a have had a few chances here. Like this could go sideways. Like I, no time at all. Right, Charlie. That's that's what I, I think. I, got I think from kickoff, you know, I think maybe just a minute into that game, you could tell that Canada were all business. Yeah, in that game, great, right? Great point. They they came and they. You know, the, it would have been easy to get kind of caught up in a moment or look ahead and, and expect the game to come. But right from kickoff, you know, Canada were fully in control. And I think everybody in that stadium could tell that the goal was coming and it was coming soon. And it did in the 13th minute with just an unbelievable piece of build-up play. I think eight players touched the ball leading yep. up to that goal. Yeah. Just phenomenal stuff. And for it to come that early, it... It was the moment that BMO Field was waiting for. They knew it was coming, but for it to kind of take that that you know burden off the shoulders that early and just kind of make sure that it was going to be Canada's day, it was perfect. As you said, it was an unbelievable moment, and and I think everything from you know the very start of that day, from the Canadian bus arriving at the stadium to the very end of it, everything was exactly you know the moment that I think everybody has dreamed of, and it was so much. I know that Canada really wanted to qualify in Costa Rica on Thursday, but I think that this was a lot better. The, the more I talk to them, the, um, I don't know if they actually did. <laughs> Look, they're not going to—they're not going to say they didn't want to try and win the game. Yeah. But you know, this was God's plan, as they, as was as was singing out over the anthem. By the way, at Beano yeah. Field. So you know, look. The great thing about yesterday was it was a day that Canada deserved without mm-hmm. concern, and that's been a lot. Long time coming. All those Canadians who've been there and watched games and suffered and miserable and know it's not going to go our way. To go and have a game like that where you never had to worry, oh, that guy looks dangerous for that team. Oh, oh, I think we might get into deeper here. We're not, never. And when that goal went in, it was the roar of the crowd like a proper football stadium. But it was followed by emotions where they're like, this is our day. Here we go. We can enjoy this. And Canada's waited a long time for a day like that push aside the nerves and enjoy every moment of it. That's what was special for me. All right, let's get to some sound. Um, 
let's play John Herbman first. Here's John Herbman on the field after the game uh, with myself. I'm here with John Herbman. I'm going to get to the history in a second, but what does this moment feel like? Oh, my God. Unbelievable. He deserves this. That's the champagne supernova, oh, man, right there. Kevin, oh, this guy, that's him. Oh, this guy did everything. Oh my god. Oh my god. We were saying what yeah. this moment is like. Oh, just like that. Oh my god. You know what? You can play in a Champions League final. Canadians can play for Bayern Munich. And now they're going to World Cups. Canada is a football nation, man. We better believe it. And we're going to keep coming. We've only got started. You sat here in 2018 as I rubbed champagne out my eyes. And you said, we've got to get to the top of that mountain. Yeah. It's not going to be easy, you said, but we've got to get to the top of that mountain. You and this group of men did that. How did you do it? Uh, just belief. Absolute belief. And I've got an unbelievable staff. Like, I'll get some of the credit, but the people behind this team, the Robin Gales, the Cesar Milans, the Simon Edis, Jason DeVosses, you know, Daniel Michelucci's a team behind the team. We've been through some tough times, KJ. It's not been easy. I've knocked on doors for money for this team. And we did it. We just kept believing. And we've got talent. You're, you're, you're going to a World Cup. What does that mean to you? You grew up with Gascoigne. You grew up with Maradona in 86. You dreamed of watching, you're watching World Cups. You're going to a World Cup. What does that mean to you from Newcastle? Ah, oh, look, I'm just happy for these lads. You know, when I first took over and I said, we're going to go into a World Cup, we'll qualify. I don't think they believed us. And I'm happy for them because all of these fans, they've waited, they've waited, they've waited, and they've hung in with us. And we're going. <laughs> Belief is an incredible thing, John, and you put that in this team. Congratulations, my man. Deserve Thank you, it. Let's talk about belief for a second. Uh, what a great interview yeah. for John. Th thanks again. Um, he said he didn't think the players believed it. They didn't, really. I, I mean, how could you when you take over a campaign no. in 2018 and you say we're going to make it to the World Cup? They didn't believe it at that moment, but they did quickly believe it. And he, and he believed in them. That was very important. And they started to believe in each other. Um, that's also very important. What was really crucial for me in all of this, Charlie, is the, is the infrastructure that he and his staff, he named, he named them as many others, built around this group to be able to be able to perform under pressure. And that's what really Canada didn't have yeah. earlier, to believe that they could perform under pressure. And that's what they were able to go out there and deliver. And then the rest of the talent reference got there. Yes, Marty Thompson, our former colleague, I did throw a champagne <laughs> supernova reference in there. Thanks for the comment. Uh, trust me, I couldn't even see. I didn't know what I was saying. Uh, but that's what I mean. You know, you know, Charlie, he worked backwards. You know, he re-engineered he re yeah. the, the goal. It wasn't about, oh, our first camp in Messia and our friendly against New Zealand, then we're going to play Aruba. It was, let's work on getting to Canada, Canada to the World Cup and work backwards from that goal. And you can see how that galvanized the players. Yeah, it absolutely did. And it was very clear from that very first moment. I don't think anybody really believed him in 2018 when he took over that group. When he said that, yeah, we we want to qualify for that 2022 World Cup because that's 
you know, the last chance that they would have to earn this right before they get one for free in 2026, before this 48 teams the year after they really, really desperately wanted to qualify for this one. And it felt, it felt impossible in 2018. I think all of us would have said that's it's, it's really cool to talk about that, but it's absurd. It's absurd to think about, but it came together so quickly and they didn't necessarily start this kind of meteoric meteoric rise from that moment in 2018 right they had a lot of tough moments yeah in 2018 and 2019 you know where they, they beat the us at home but then they go down to orlando and they get absolutely dominated right uh the you know the belief that that john herdman has created around this team is just exceptional and i think it took a while for it to kind of show on the outside of this team but you talk to any of the players and I think it's been there for a very long time and they were just kind of waiting for it to explode. This was one moment. This was the one moment this group had. This had to capture everybody. You guys watching us on a Monday lunchtime. You guys are interested. You're invested. The country, million people watching this game. This was the one moment this group had to do this because in 2026, it was being handed to them. Yeah. It was being handed to them, an invite to the greatest tournament in sports. They were going because they were hosting it. That run, that journey to get to that destination will nowhere near have galvanized this country anywhere close to the level that this would have done. This was their moment. No. The World Cup is getting unbelievably grotesquely overpopulated to 48 teams <laughs> after that. Canada will be qualifying top six in CONCACAF for 2030 and on and on and on. This was the moment to earn the right to beat teams and earn the right and surprise the world and believe in themselves that they can do it. This, this was it. This was the only time they were going to get that opportunity. This group of men took that on and they grabbed it, Charlie. And this was the moment. And Canada will forever, I believe, you, me, everybody, should be in, in, incredibly grateful for the ability that they put that on the pitch and be able to take that opportunity with both hands and grab this moment now, this one. Yeah. Absolutely. The sport is never going to be quite the same in this country, I think. And, you know, something that I'm thinking of now is that this journey, this qualification is going to make hosting the World Cup better. Yeah, because there's going to be so much more of this country behind that team, having seen what they can do. It's not just the World Cup in Canada. It's Canada hosting a World Cup and competing at it and going there to play and to win games. I, you know, you, you kind of nailed it i don't think that canada's going to miss another world cup for a very long time but it was very important to as you said earn that one this time and that's something that you know herdman and, and milan borian and atiba hutchinson have mentioned in the past few months this was the one they've been circling this one for years that if they wanted to really make an impact on a sport in this country they had to qualify for this one and this one they did it. <laughs> they did it. They did it. So, so, so yesterday I was hoping to go on the pitch and do what I used to do at TFC games where you can go around and uh, FIFA and CONCACAF have very different rules. So we were put on the, in, on the, in the sidelines at that mm-hmm. point and we were asked and we were told we, they, they would bring players to us and, and Canada soccer do a great job. They have a very difficult job and they did bring us some players, but then the celebration started and I, I'll show some of the interviews that we did where we're in that position later. But afterwards, it's basically free for all. 
uh, and it's there's there's everything going on, and and my cameraman Lloyd did a great job, and and Kyle Hall, a producer, and everybody was fantastic, and it was time to just grab players at that point, uh, and I want to start with this player because this player was the one player that I wanted to speak to more than anybody else. This player deserved this this moment more than anybody else. This player thought this moment was gone. This player is the greatest player this country has ever produced. This player is Atiba Hutchinson, and here he is. I'm with Atiba Hutchinson. Boy, oh boy, how special is this for you? Special, very special. Um, we're all looking forward to this, this moment for a very long time. Um, the fans today are were unbelievable. The support that they've given us throughout this cycle has been growing more and more. And yeah, this is what we've always been dreaming of. All the players, everybody that's been here, um, you know, paving the way for us. And now the support is unbelievable in this country, and this is how it should be. I know you don't like talking about yourself, but I want to ask you about you. You're 39 years old. You think you've seen it all in football. Can you ever imagine you'd ever see this two, three, four years ago? No, I, I didn't think this was possible. I thought this chance was gone uh, a few years back. And, um, yeah, it was kind of out of my head, you know, to be still playing and giving my, myself a chance to represent uh, Canada and, and hopefully qualify for a World Cup. And yeah, I mean, now we've done it. We've done it as a, as a team, as a country, and it's uh, it's amazing. What would it mean to you to play for Canada in the World Cup? What's that going to mean to go as a 39-year-old to go play in Qatar? <laughs> Dream come true. Yeah, it's something I've I've always been dreaming of since I was a kid. Um, so if I get that chance, if I stay healthy enough, uh, fit enough. It definitely be a dream come true. Of all the players today, and every one of them deserves this moment. I am so happy for you. Congratulations. Thank you, Christian. Appreciate it very much. Thank you. And he will be, if he plays, uh, God willing, I'm sure he will. He will be the second oldest outfield player in the history of the FIFA Men's World Cup to play uh, there at 39 years old. This tournament has been played, this great tournament, since 1930. And only Roger Miller of Cameroon will be older as an outfield player than the great, and I mean great, Atiba Hutchinson. Great. And we can all hope that he'll be there on the pitch in Qatar uh, with that fabulous number 13 on the back of his brilliant Canada soccer shirt. Uh, your thoughts on Atiba Hutchinson, Charlie? And it's great to see so many people putting in the chat here and having so many people join us. This number is incredible today. It's incredible. I was really happy to see the the reaction of the crowd when Atiba came into the game yesterday, I think as soon as I saw that he was going to be on the bench and not in the starting 11, we all knew that there was going to be that moment that he had to be substituted into the game specifically for that moment. And BMO field delivered, you know, his name was, was chanted around the crowd. You could tell how, you know, how aware of the moment that crowd was, you know, they, they knew who this guy was when they announced the whole, team after the game they kind of put them all through the guard of honor atiba got the biggest the biggest ovation as he should as he should because he has been with this program through some really really dire years right yeah he's, oh he's, yeah he's been at the lowest moments of this program and now that he's been along for the ride for the highest moment it's incredible and i yeah there really isn't uh, a member of that squad that deserves this more than him at the moment. And you can tell all of the players agreed. Yesterday was not the moment for me to ask the question. Uh, I understand sometimes when journalists will interview a player who's just won a World Series or a Super Bowl about your future. 
and what do you want to do next? You're a free agent. And mm -hmm. I always, as a fan, think I understand why they have to do that. Nobody put pressure on me to ask it, so I wasn't going to ask about the future. <laughs> but it did hit me yesterday that it could very well have been his final game ever to play for Canada in Canada. That did hit me yesterday. I don't know if that's the case. I'm sure there's going to be friendlies and, and World Cup warm-up games. We don't know if he's going to be ready for that. Um, but it certainly was his final, we can say this, his final competitive game for Canada in Canada. There's, there's, there's yeah. no doubt about that now. This is a man I've been interviewing for six, seven years in a row. And every time I interview him, I feel like I ask him, when are you going to be done? And he just kept going. He didn't know. Uh, so uh, that that was fantastic. I was so, I was just so happy for him. Um, I think we're going to get some special guests shortly, but I'm just going to tell producer Jeff what I want next. Uh, I think we should speak to Alistair Johnson next because this guy, th there's a moment in this interview and he, Maxime Cropot comes in and, and it went quite, people were messaging me about this little wink that I did or something. I did, first of all, I didn't, yeah. I don't think I remember did it, but the second I got all, that. <laughs> you got it, yes. You'll probably see it in this interview. But where it comes from is Alistair Johnson, much like I told Alex Bono this when I saw him on Friday, uh, there's some people when you meet them in the game and you're like, these guys can do anything they want. And Alistair Johnson could do my job in a heartbeat if he wanted it. He's that good. This guy is an unbelievable yeah. talker. He's brilliant. and His football knowledge is off the charts. And the reason why I wink, as you're seeing this interview, is because Maxine Cripo joins us and Johnston just takes over and starts asking him questions. And that's what made me the, the most proud, that he just takes it over. Anyway, Alistair enough of that. Best. I wanted. To, he's the best. I wanted to... to, to to set that up before before we send it up there because he did have a great day and he obviously he played a, a part in that so it was great that we got the Johnston and Cripo interview we'll get to that shortly but the defense Charlie on this team as a whole everybody wondered about them coming in and they managed to be superstars on this team you go through it Kamal Miller Steven Vittoria Alistair Johnston Richie Larea Daniil Henry when he got his chance many others Kennedy yesterday they were able to make sure that they did what other people didn't think they were able to do in this campaign. Yeah, and it's not really like some, you know, magical saving grace of a player came into this defensive group, right, to, to save right. them defensively. This is a group that it's, I mean, Alistair Johnston hasn't actually been with the program for a very long time, but, you know, yeah. aside from him, Kamal Miller, Stephen Vittoria in particular, just all of these players that were part of the group that a lot of, a lot of us questioned defensively you know yeah. we've seen we'd seen them maybe struggle defensively at gold cups we've seen them you know not necessarily be the tightest ship but it's the same guys that came in and and the tactics were so much sounder they just they, <laughs> it was the same group that they they figured out how to defend so unbelievably well they you know didn't concede a goal in the last window they just they shut out they shut out jamaica here i think how many goals did they even concede at home in this octagon cycle? Two, right? Two, one to Honduras and one to Panama, yeah. And that's or or there was one to to Mexico at the end, but it's just no incredible. one remembers that one though. Yeah, that one that one doesn't count. <laughs> uh, it's yeah, remarkable. It's been, it's been great. The defense has been fantastic. We'll get to Alistair Johnson in a second. Before let's get to um, let's get to an interview I did with Kamal Miller. Uh, here he is after the game. Kamal Miller from Scarborough, Ontario. You're going to a World Cup. How does that sound? I can't even put it into words. Um, coming from Scarborough, it, it doesn't even make sense. There's not too many of us who've been through the program. It, it doesn't even feel like I'm supposed to be here. But when I'm here, all, all the blood, sweat, and the tears, all the no's, all the letdowns, it, 
it all makes sense now. So I'm, I couldn't be happier for this country. You more than deserve to be here. You've played massive minutes with this team. What's it like to do this with this group? Oh, man, these are my brothers. I'll die on the field for these guys. Any day against anyone, we'll step into any stadium and, and give our all for this country. It means the world to us. What does it mean to do it in front of these Canadians at home? Oh, it's so special for not only the Canadians in Toronto, but across all across all of Canada. Uh, they've been supporting us this whole journey. Edmonton, everywhere we've been, Vancouver in the past, it's for everyone. Yeah, we're, we're a soccer country now. Nobody can take that away from us. You deserve this, my man. Go and enjoy it with your teammates. Thank you. Great scenes. I thought Miller was marvellous in Costa Rica, by the way. I thought he was one of the best yeah. players. I thought he was unfortunate not to play yesterday. I was quite surprised when I saw the team and he wasn't playing. Obviously, in the end, he came on and he deserved his moment. But, uh, yeah, I thought he was absolutely fantastic in this run. Uh, and a good balance of a player. You can see that he, he balances the, the, the opposition well. I think he's very calm uh, back there and, mm -hmm. and he's getting a lot better. Uh, it's great to see so many comments coming in. Just fantastic. Uh, you know, Matt, Kilo... Uh, Scorpio Canuck, so many people joining us here on this chat. Uh, you know, uh, just the comments are coming in so much, so quick that it's hard <laughs> to read them all. Uh, you know, it's uh, Scorpio Canuck says John Herdman, first ever coach to lead a men and a women to a World Cup. That's pretty awesome, of course. Yeah, it is. yeah, it's uh, that's a, that's a remarkable start and one that Canada will forever own, which is which is absolutely fantastic. So, thanks for everyone's comments coming in there as well. Uh, that was pretty special. Uh, yeah, uh, really, really great to see the defense work hard on that moment as well. So that was that was that was great. Um, the other thing I want to ask you about, Charlie, was the goalkeeper. Now, he, obviously, Milan yeah. Boyan has been an enormous leader for this defense as well, and I think that was really important yesterday. He actually didn't actually make a save that he needed to make of it. He was just one one shot on goal, just rolled at him. But he's made enormous saves throughout this run. I want to talk to to him if we get Sid on later because I know he was on Breakfast TV this morning. But you know, you could just see that excitement in him yesterday with the champagne and how much of a leader that guy has become on a team that is very young, really. Yeah, yeah, and he's he's another one, much like we talk about Atiba Hutchinson. He's a guy who's been around for a very long time, and it's. I think that there were moments maybe even a year ago where we weren't necessarily sure if he was going to be the starting goalkeeper for this team going forward. Right. He, yeah, he's what, what is he? He's 38 or something like that at the moment. I think, I think he's a little younger than that, but yeah, maybe a little yeah. younger than that, but yeah, even still, even still, he's been through it all in football. He's seen everything at the club level in the champions league and, and so on. He was never really for a moment in this world cup qualifying cycle, not just massively committed to this to this task and he has been a savior for canada at a lot of moments you know that that huge save on weston mckenney and hamilton Massive, yeah. that one off the goal line in edmonton against mexico if he doesn't make that save and if he doesn't after after the one goal they did score if he doesn't jump on the ball for a good two minutes i don't know if canada wins that game he's just such a, a heart and soul part of this team he's always the guy in the middle of those huddles at the end of games He's the guy that's just screaming at this team. He's the the motivating presence among the players. And, you know, he's he's just so important to this team and, and such a such a such a character in this group. Yeah. A character is a great word as well, because they are a mix of great personalities. And uh, look, I, I, you know, as I said earlier, I think that the, the, the team is so likable. Uh, 
for, for, for massive fans and connections yeah. to, 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 to us and, and but people who are joining this team and just getting to know them they're a very likable bunch of a mix of great personalities uh, talking of great personalities and people eventually will take my job here is Alistair Johnson <laughs> I'm with Alistair Johnson born in Vancouver BC but came back to Toronto you all over the country you represented yeah special Canadian moment for you how does this feel yeah this is a Canadian heritage moment that's what it is you know it's it's something that you dreamed of since a child. Um, it's amazing that we finally got over the line. You know, it's one of those ones that we've been thinking about it. Um, it's been in the back of our minds, but to finally get it done, you know, to really realize we are going, we booked our ticket. It's it's something, you know, it's, it's hard to really put into words at this exact moment, but the whole group's just so excited. We're so excited for this country too. I mean, just the energy that we felt. Um, it's been unbelievable, the support, and we can only imagine it's going to get bigger. So, you know, that's it's just a great feeling. I'm going to talk about the group in a minute, but you played an enormous amount of moments in this. You came in pretty early in the campaign, played a lot of minutes, yeah. almost the top minutes of any outfield player. Defensively, you were very important in the game as well. What's it like to contribute and make a significant difference? Yeah, you know, it, it's gonna, I'm going to look back on and be really proud of that. But at this exact moment, I'm just so happy for the group. You know, it's one of those ones that didn't matter how, it just matter that it did happen. And, you know, now that we got that done, we're just super excited. But, yeah, you know, I'll look back on it definitely. And, and there'll be some, probably some pretty cool stats, some personal accolades in there too. But the biggest thing was getting a guitar, and we did it. We did it. You're a football nut. You love your Man United. Your yep. family loves your football. <laughs> you know what it means. for You've been watching World Cup since you're knee high oh as people goodness. continue to walk through the shot here. But what does it mean to you to go to a FIFA World Cup? You know, it's one of those ones. It's the, it's the biggest sporting event in the world. Um, so to be able to, you know, finally be a part of that. <laughs> With Maxime Capone, don't leave. Don't leave. Yeah, so what, hey, what does it mean to go to a World Cup? You know, you watch that growing up. For me, it's, yeah. it's you know, to think about us playing with the best players in the world, the biggest countries, the biggest footballing nations in the world. Canada's going to be out there. We're, we're going to be out there. We're, we're there and we're going to win. We're going there to win. Yeah, we're going there to compete, baby. We're yes. not going there just to show up. Exactly. We're going to go there. We want to turn some heads. Win you know, that's what games. it is. Win some yep. games. Exactly. Yeah, so that's our plan. How important was this man, Alistair Johnston, right next to me in this group? Sorry? How important was this <laughs> man to this group, Alistair Johnston? Oh, yes. Yeah. Is this important? Oh, no. Oh, no. Yeah. no, no, no. The wall. The wall. The man. No. Oh, man himself stopping, stopping whoever, uh, whoever stepping up. He has no idea against who he's facing the guy. So, <laughs> at least the man. <laughs> this is special for you, Maxime Propo. It is, yes. It is. It is. It's fantastic. You know, it's a, it's a group of guys four years ago. We got together and uh, then uh, we, we've put in the work. We invest our time, effort, and then there it is. You guys deserve this. I'm so proud of you. Go enjoy it. Let's go get some champagne, baby. Let's go get some champagne. Great characters. Incredible. No, no doubt about it. And uh, yeah, Alistair Johnson, as I said, anytime he wants to get that microphone after this footballing job, which is doing pretty good, by the way, being in Europe in a year, uh, you know, whatever he's done playing football, he can have a microphone anytime he wants. That was a, a, a fantastic yeah. interview. I do want to get another interview in pretty quick, and we'll talk about the reaction to this as well. I think you could make the case very easily that this player, the next player I want to throw to, was the best player for Canada throughout this whole World Cup qualifying process. He is the kind of player that Canada have dreamed of for 20 years, the kind of player that just ties everything together. And uh, here is my interview with him after the match. I'm with the midfield dynamo, Stefan Estacchio. We've been waiting for a player like you for years, my man. How does this feel? Uh, it feels amazing. I mean, it's very important because we qualified. But even if we didn't qualify, I mean... I made the best decision in my life to come play for Canada. Yeah. Uh, the relationship I have with my friends, I mean, at the end of the day, that's why I'm going to hold on, relationship. Born in Leamington, Ontario, grown up in Portugal, but 
proud Canadian. What does this mean to you to be with these players today and do this? Uh, it's amazing. When I first started here, I mean, there was 50% of this. And now what we, what we could do all together, us, you guys, the fans, everything, we're going to be in Qatar. Stefan Estacchio, you're going to play in Qatar and represent Canada. How does that feel? That's a dream come true. Portugal in the group, maybe? I hope so. <laughs> I'll let you go celebrate. Well done. Oh, uh, no, no doubt about it. An absolute superstar. And as I said to yeah. him there, a player that we have waited for for a very long time. Uh, this is what calls a transition in the industry from one superstar Portuguese-Canadian to another <laughs> superstar Portuguese-Canadian. Let's get him in. Let's bring him in. Uh, our own Stefan Estacchio in the industry areas, Sid Sixero. Uh, Sid has just been spending the morning. I think he, I think he, he got up when I fell asleep this morning about three thirty, uh, and he spent <laughs> he spent the morning with Milan Boyan and Atiba Hutchinson. You know, as you do with the stars. Sydney, great to see you, my friend. This is a special day for you. I know. Uh, how are you feeling? Oh, future's so bright, KJ. We got to wear some shades, man. Future's so bright. Um, I, I, I'm, I'm basking in the glow of this. This is still, um, I, I haven't, is that, is it sunken in yet for you guys? That's my first question. I haven't no. sunk in for me yet. <laughs> no. no, 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 it, it, it won't for me until the draw, I think. Oh, so a solid until we six see. days away or five days away. Or yeah. Whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm, I, I, I'm still like, I, I, I have to tell you all, everything you need to know about, about. Atiba and Milan, like this, all you had to know was, is this, they went to sleep at a late hour. Okay. Late. And I get an email from Atiba Hutchinson saying, we'll be there. I'm like, you know, it's okay if you're not, you've had a full Sunday, even off the bench, you've done a lot for all of us. It's okay. If you blow me off, cause I would blow me off if I were you. Okay. <laughs> There's no, there's no issue here, all right? Yeah. You're going yeah. to a Mundial. That's fine. If you want to sleep in before the Panama flight tomorrow, go ahead. And not only did they show up, they were on time, tested. Wow. Um, it just it gives you a little window into, like, you just don't get to a World Cup without some level of professionalism. No. And these guys are pros, as KJ can attest, way more than me. These guys are pros. So just to have them, honestly, selfishly, KJ, um, it was it was a it was a cool morning. It was a really cool morning to have them in the day after. And uh, uh, I privately, I pri I'll, I'll give you this. I privately asked them who they want in the draw. I didn't I didn't ask it on air, but I I said, so are you guys are you guys thinking of the draw? Like who do you want? And and the team was like, I haven't even thought of. It. And then he started to go like this. Then he started to think about it. Yeah, Milan. Milan knew right away. I'll ask you both for guesses. Who do you? What country was out of each guy's mouth first? Milan will probably want to play Serbia. No, I'm taking. I'm taking I back. Think they, I think they both want to draw Qatar out of part one so they can beat them. Uh, KJ, you're right on Milan. <laughs> yeah, he mentioned. You know, I like he. I don't. I don't think anyone wants to to play. Dusan Vlahovic right now, but he mentioned Serbia first. No. Yeah. And um, Atiba, what do you think he said? Oh. Brazil? Oh, Argentina? KJ is two for two. It was Brazil. 
Oh my God. Uh, he mentioned, he mentioned pretty good KJ. He mentioned, uh, <laughs> he goes, the last time we played Brazil was in Seattle, Washington. And I said, was that gold cupish? And he's like, no, no, it was, he couldn't remember what it was. Uh, but like, that was the first name out of his mouth too. Yeah. So, you know, they'll be watching that draw with fresh eyes. Like that is, I can only imagine what that experience is like as a national team player to, to look at the world cup draw in a whole different way. Like I'm just, I was just so happy for those guys. Just so happy. Me too. Oh, let, let's bring yeah. in a, a true, let's, let's reunite a true 40 show reunion. Let's get James Sharma. Oh, you guys, uh, you guys serve. Sharma's yeah. here. <laughs> yeah. Oh, he looks Look at there we go. Terrible. Up day, to a man. T right here. <laughs> Rough night, mate. Oh, are you a man? You know me. Just a lot of Chips Ahoy cookies and milk. By the way, this guy, this, this guy's so professional. This guy's he's, he's asleep at eight o'clock every night. He doesn't even check his phone after. He, he, this guy's professional. You know, Trust I know, me. I know. I missed BT this morning, but I was hoping to see it just to see how he looked. I bet he looked rough. He must have yeah, looked rough. No, they look better than me. They look. They both look better than me. It's not, it's not hard, hard mate. Is it? <laughs> yeah. It's a Tiba Hutchinson and Milan Boyan, mate. Like they're legends of the game now. Do you know what I mean? I know. Yeah. I this know. is this is great. Forty show reunion. Forty show. We, we, so for those who don't know, I worked with these two fine gentlemen for about thirty-five days in a row back in two thousand and ten, uh, and lots of great stories. Sid brought his uh, his very own World Cup. A trophy to the studio every day it was there we looked at it we never believed it would ever talk about canada um but the reason why i answered brazil there for one second is for me that is the team when i think about world cups and i know england and argentina and we could talk about you know maradona and there's so many germany and italy winning it but sorry italy you're not even there but you know what i'm saying like <laughs> brazil brazil's the world cup team charms no that's the you yeah. know pele and the, the, the you know three times in four four attempts what do you think yeah, I agree. I think when I first discovered football, you know, before Charlie was born, a long time ago, like Probably, you know, yeah. in, in the early 80s, you know, it was Brazil, right? And those yellow shirts, Socrates, uh, and obviously Pele was the one. I mean, he was a household name back then, you know, grew up in England, and the shirts looked so beautiful. They popped on TV, the blue shorts, you know, it, it was very much Brazil, 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 yeah. even if they didn't win a World Cup for a while at that point. Um, it was... Yeah, almost that, that romantic ideal, right? You know, Brazil, football, the samba. It just, it, it transcended the sport and the World Cups. It was so special. So even to this day, it's very hard to find someone that dislikes Brazil, unless you're Argentinian, right? Yeah, that's... Yeah. You always kind of root for <laughs> Yeah, them that's the only bit. one. Talking of Argentina, oh. we know Sid loves Messi. How much would you love Argentina in Canada's group, Sid? It's got your Messi love. Oh, oh, oh man. Are you kidding me? If Tiba puts the clamps on that guy, let's go. Let's go. I mean, I listen, Arge, I'll take Argentina. Messi's done. So he's obviously done. Like it's just he's like, oh, let's not act like it's a blip in his in his career. What's happening to PSG? The guy's done. He's done. But going back to Brazil, I'll tell you this. I'll I I love Brazil and Canada's group. Not for any sentimental reasons and valid reasons that have been mentioned here on the pod, but uh, Neymar's rarely in shape, so I'll yeah. take that matchup. You throw him out there against our guys. Alistair Johnson sorting out Neymar where he can keep rolling, rolling, rolling. What do you reckon? Slide right through. <laughs> Daniel Henry. I don't see a Kaká on that roster. Let's go. Let's there play. Let's, let's let's go even up us against them. I like our odds there. That sounds great. That's that. Don't that's right. Want, 
That's Friday, by the way. And by the way, while I've got you, anybody who wants to join me on Friday, I'm doing a live World Cup watch party draw. So come on in, uh, watch us, watch the draw, and let's have a party. Anybody who wants to join me on Friday, I'm going to promote that right now. Uh, that's for Friday. Yeah. We have to register what happened yesterday, though. James, I know you were there, as you should be. I know you were in Costa Rica. What was your overriding emotions yesterday at Final Whistle? What did you think of, mate? Oh, did we lose him? Two, three years of pandemic. Still doesn't know how to unmute himself. I think Wi-Fi in your car is pretty bad, though. Yeah. Oh, he's back. There you are. Back. Difficulties. He's back. Oh, he's gone. Oh, oh. He did the whole, like, hang up on us kind of thing and pretend it went, and he's coming back business. You yeah. know what I mean? Well, he looks like he's sitting enough. in the back of his Bentley being driven around uh, southern Ontario. It did, look like he it did look yeah. like he wasn't driving. Like somebody else, is, he's got his, his driver. <laughs> Shaman's driver is driving him about right now. Uh, but, Sid, let me ask you, mate. What did it mean to you when you saw that final whistle happen yesterday? I mean, I got I got a bit more emotional to start the game. Just what just the walkout and, and the flags. And it was, so, it was so fitting, that visual. By the way, KJ, and I threw it out. I'll mention it again. You and Andy and Patrice in that pregame, you guys were phenomenal. Thanks, mate. Um, that was not easy to have a normal conversation in that in that wind, and you guys were doing a great job. <laughs> um, I, I I I got emotional at the walkout because I've we've all been in that stadium when it wasn't like that. We've all been in that stadium when Haiti got almost as much support as Canada. It 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 all those memories started to flood back. And that's why I got a little verklempt as, as the walkout took place. And I thought it was fitting too. Like, I mean, it, feel, it, it, it felt like Soccer Canada has been walking in, into the headwind the whole time for years. So why not for one more afternoon, have the Voyagers stare right into the headwind, coming north and stick it out for another 90 minutes with the guys. And just, it was, it was just perfect. Not the weather, but everything else about it was perfect. And uh, I just, they were never losing that game. They were never losing it. Can you imagine that result doesn't go our way, what we're saying today? I don't even want to think of it. It was never happening. Sharms, what were your thoughts? It was never going to happen. <laughs> yeah, you, you know what? I mean, for the first time, I think, in, in my life, um, it felt like a proper big match experience for Canada at home. Uh, we've had big ones here before, you know, in this qualifying campaign, but it had that, that it wasn't an edge per se. But there was some energy there within that stadium and outside before the actual match itself. And, you know, I was hoping for an early goal. They got that early goal and straight away it felt like a celebration. You know, this team was not going to lose to Jamaica. They were so up for this match. Jamaica had no interest being there, let's be honest. No interest whatsoever. But it had that feeling of a celebration once that first goal went in. Um, and then, you know, emotion is pure emotion, isn't it? You know, you saw Craig Forrest post-match, you know, losing it on camera. I mean, that was a special moment as well, a guy that's done it all for this country. Um, I was speaking to Stephen Brunt. He had tears in his eyes. He'd seen the biggest moments in Canadian sports. If you followed this team and, and this sport at all in the last decade, two decades, three decades, you, you, you couldn't have experienced that without goosebumps and tears in your eyes. It was that special moment that we could just own that. We can own that. We can enjoy that because it's going to get serious really quickly. It's going to become a footballing story real quickly. Right now, it's beyond football. It's a national news story. So let's enjoy this right now. And then next week, you know, shake your heads and go, okay, let's start, you know, analyzing a World Cup performance. No doubt. No doubt. I mean, I just, on two things off that, um, it was amazing to have that 
I had to make a, a business decision whether or not I was going yesterday because I would have had to take a today off from work. It's just when you, when you wake up at three thirty in the morning for work, you, you, things are a little different. Um, I, I thought they were going to I thought they were going to clinch Thursday night, so I said ah, I think I'm okay. I think I'm okay. So that's why I wasn't at the game yesterday. But to see KJ and Sharman and Forrest and Stephen Brunt and I don't care about Dunlop, but to see everyone else there, <laughs> it was it was. Just it felt like it, it it was the way it was supposed to happen, considering who's actually been really following slash pumping the tires of what could be in the program. And it was so good to see all of that. And the, the Craig Forrest moment with Arash was really, really unique. I thought because I've I've never seen Craig like that. Craig is as is one of my favorite people, but I've never seen Craig like that. And that was a, that was very symbolic of. Look, he spoke for everyone there. He spoke for anyone who traveled for Canada, didn't feel loved, didn't feel seen, and they and it was lean years. To watch that happen was 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 an emotional experience. Now to the other side of that, KJ, I'm I was curious if I annoyed you by posting your interaction with Oso at the end of the game, because I knew full well when I saw that run, that wasn't supposed to run on air the way it ran. <laughs> People at home might not realize that, but we all realize that. And, but it was such a good moment. I said to my wife, I'm like, I think KJ might be upset if I post this. And she goes, why? I'm like, because it's not because KJ is a down the middle journalist. Like that's a different side of KJ that people haven't seen. So I thought I was going to piss you off. You know, posting not. that amazing moment. So, so you weren't upset at all. Right? You couldn't. You, you could never. First of all, you could never piss me off. Uh, second of all, I didn't know it actually went on air. So yeah. um, I, 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 I think I'm probably going to throw to it because there's a few people in this chat. There's a lot of people, by the way, joining us internationally, which is fantastic. You may not have seen it. So um, we'll queue it up right now. But just to give you a bit of background, we were told before the game, I had to go in a certain area to wait for interviews. And so then they would bring players over to me. And James knows the story. And we've got, we could write a book on this, mate. Uh, but you go down there and you wait for people to come over to you. And sometimes they do. Sometimes you don't. There's a lot of people that are very busy. And then the crowd, you know, are all in the south end. And they start doing the, the, the little bit of walking around and doing the, you know, the, the circle and everything in the pitch. And then also first. And then he just kind of sees me. So I'm like, and that it, it was just natural. And then the rest is history. So, no, I didn't know it made it to air. Producer Kyle called me later and told me and left it up there. It was uh, it was absolutely fine. And uh, you know, look, it was it, it was just it was just natural. Great moment, any, it, it was a anyway, great moment. Here it is it for those who didn't see it. Jonathan Osorio, you're going to a World Cup. How does that sound? I don't, I, I'm speechless. Uh, dream come true. A dream. We all dreamed of this as little kids. And as a Canadian, that was impossible. That was impossible. And today, the impossible happened. It's, uh, it's an incredible feeling. Richie We're talking about going to a World Cup, two Toronto boys going to a World Cup. What does that sound? Um, it's crazy. I don't, I don't even know what to say, man. <laughs> I'm lost for words, but it's, it's a, it's a great feeling. I'll let also answer the rest of it, but man, this is, about. this is crazy. This is a special day for the entire team. What does this teammate mean to you, these teammates? Everything, man. Everything. Honestly, like these guys, everyone on this team here, man, we worked so hard for this moment, you know. So to do it here in Toronto where, you know, a lot of the guys are from, it's
incredible, KJ. Sorry for my language, but it's incredible, man. Nobody's going to care about your language. Jonathan Azorio's right next to you. He's your teammate. He banged the drum tonight in the middle of Toronto. What was that like for you guys to see him do that? Yeah, honestly, this guy's done a lot for this this, this program. He's um, led the way and all that, so it's uh, special to see this guy do this for club and country, and for him to have that moment is, you know, big for all of us, but especially him, his family. Everyone here knows who he is, so this is uh, it's great, it's great. Richie Ray, you played left side, you played right side, you played defense, you played midfield. You're one of the best players in CONCACAF. Congratulations, you're going to a World Cup. Yeah, thank you, KJ. That was it. That was the interview. Wow. Uh, it's pretty powerful it's, stuff. Yeah. It's raw emotion, right? Raw emotion. And, and KJ is a hugger, you know, for those that don't know him. He's yeah. a hugger. <laughs> Nothing wrong so, with that. But, Nothing wrong with but that. See, you know, I think it was so fitting. I mean, Ozo's, you know, like like uh, Richie was saying there, right? I mean, obviously he plays at TFCs. He's been a huge part of this program, a key key figure. He's, he's joined that leadership group and that ages us all because we all remember when he broke through a TFC. Mm -hmm. um, a, a great story in himself. And I think that that moment was one of those moments, right, that we won't forget. We, we see those iconic images from 85 in Newfoundland, right? Um, now we have our own from, from Toronto in 2022. That's pretty special. Yeah, you know, it's uh, about quick, relationships uh, too. Sorry, Sid. Go ahead, Nate. No, no. It's, it's, sorry, KJ. Um, I've, I've, I've talked to you about my dad. My dad's like a European soccer snob at, at the highest level. Um, but the more he's watched, he's watched Canada. Canada is now front to back he's watching. And he's a Benfica supporter, a, a staunch Benfica supporter. The Eustachio news to Porto really hurt him, but he likes Eustachio. But he's, uh, he keeps telling he watches every game and he says to me, that number 22, why doesn't Benfica get that guy? That number 22 is good. <laughs> Why not be like he wanted Benfica to sign Richie Larea, like on on upon lying laying eyes on him the first time. He's like they need to sign. Listen, KJ, like what you said in that interview in terms of every position he could. I don't know yeah. if Nottingham Forest realized what they've kind of gotten themselves into here with this kid. They can do anything they want with him. Yeah, absolutely anything. And for his career, it's a huge tool. I mean, he he doesn't have to get stuck. I'm not saying he's the next like Alfonso Davies where he changes positions, but. Um, I, I think, I mean, I don't know if Nottingham Forest know what they have even like the kid can do everything. You're bang on. He can do everything. Yeah. And he's, he was marvelous for, for this campaign, you know, ultimately, you know, I, you know, as I said to him, him and Jonathan David were the, le the leaders of minutes played Alistair Johnson right behind it as well. And, you know, I think he'll be fine at Forest. You know, he'll play there fine. You know, he'll, he'll get his minutes. It's in a competitive environment. They're flying right now. And, yeah. you know, he'll get his chance. Spence is playing brilliant at fullback. He'll get, he'll get his moment. Um, I was saying earlier, though, this that interview is it's about relationships. You know, as I said, I didn't know it went on air, and and I said earlier, and I've did another, I've done, I don't know, five or six interviews already this morning. But it was really, it's really the only time as a broadcaster where I'm so invested in the team. I mean, James and I and Sid, we did Premier League games years and years ago, and his beloved Liverpool and my Villa will be playing. But you, you know, we have to turn that head off sometimes because we're not just a fan on a couch we are in our hearts but at that moment we're broadcast professionals um and you know even in the footy show we would put our shirts and sneakers on and have fun but we'd still not just be fans right james at that moment and i you know yeah. i've been on that pitch and i've you know i've done mls cups and seen toronto fc win and they did a brilliant game against montreal and i was down the middle i love some of the montreal players and i wanted them to do well as well and i was happy for tfc but it wasn't in my heart that, you know, I mean, that that was my club. But with these players and the relationships you build with them, they're just such a likable bunch, James, that you can't help but be that kind of connected to them. I said that before a few times, how, how likable this bunch is. And you've got the coach, you know, with the Hollywood smile. 
the World Cup's going to just embrace these guys. And they may stick around for three games, four games. Who knows, right, what's going to happen? But every World Cup's got that story. You remember Cameroon all those years ago, right? And how the whole world just embraced Roger Miller and, and company because they had that, that charisma to them, right, which, which other teams didn't have. I think Candace got that potential. I really do. I mean, Christ, Fonzie. I mean, this guy is just box office when he opens his mouth or whether he's, you know, setting up Robert Lewandowski at Bayern. We have this likability um, combined with this, this uh, listen, let's not call them world-class just yet. You know, they're, they're a good team. We'll see how good they're going to be. Um, but that's a gift, I think, to, the, to world football. And that's what they're going to be. They've got that potential in Qatar later this year to, to really own that tournament in the early stages just from, from that standpoint. And Charlie, you've there are always players too. So you you know you yeah. you've spoke to so many of them. It's just a, a good group, you know. There are always these teams at World Cups that you know kind of become the the neutrals' favorite, right? Every World Cup is a, a team that's not maybe not one of the top, not one of the teams that you expect to win the World Cup, but they're a team that just catches the eye of everybody. And I think it's going to be Canada. I mean, not to mention that nobody wants to draw Canada. I think on Friday, they're just going to. They're going to go to this World Cup and it's going to be incredible to see the whole world kind of experience this team like we've been able to in the last year and just get to know not not like not just how entertaining this team is on the pitch, but how entertaining they are off of it. As you guys mentioned, all of these players are are phenomenal, you know, whether it's on camera, on a microphone or or in person. It's just such a fun team and it couldn't have happened to just a better group of guys, I think. Yeah, I agree. It's been it's been fantastic. Sid, any final comments, my man, before I let you go sleep? Uh, no, we'll uh, we'll 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 uh, we'll stop punishing Charlie here with the old person stories while he uh, <laughs> while he soaks in. I mean, as a twelve year old, this must be a big moment for you, Charlie. So congratulations <laughs> to you. Um, Charlie's the new Brendan Dunlop. Yeah. I love it. And he, and he loves it too. By <laughs> the way, he was. You'll, you'll get used to it, Charlie. It's fun. It's fun. Yeah, you'll, 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 you'll get comfortable then. Um, Why I, is I just, Sid dressed I, as the Eddie Hearn of Canadian footy is a great question, by the way. <laughs> what am I missing on the Eddie Hearn? Sorry. What, what am I missing? Go ahead, Sid. Boxing. Oh, sorry. Okay. Um, I just, I just like, we're not going to make up the numbers, man. We're not going to be tourists over there. Like, give me a draw. Are you telling me if Canada draws, like, and I know Egypt's still qualifying, let's say Egypt, Denmark, South Korea, we don't got a shot? Of course we got a shot. Yeah. Now we got to avoid the France, Germany, Portugal disaster of the last Euro, whatever the hell that was. Maybe we got to avoid oh, that. That group was brutal. Yeah. No, I don't hungry. That group was fantastic, by the way. I loved it. Yeah. It wasn't, it wasn't that fun. It wasn't that much fun. Um, <laughs> Not for a Portugal fan. Not much fun. No. Um, but like, I, I don't see a lot of permutation. I'm going through the, and I know what the situation in Ukraine, we're not going to know all 32, but like I'm, I'm doing the math on something. We're, we're in these groups. I'm sorry. We're in, we, we can qualify from 90% of the groups that get drawn Friday. I'm convinced. I'm absolutely convinced. And that's what's exciting to me. They're not, this does not end here. This isn't some story where you go and it's great and you're, you're you know, Peru and it's been forever. No, no, it's, this is different. This is way, way different. And I, uh, that's the best part of the story for me. We are only beginning. James, your final thoughts, mate? Um, yeah, uh, John Herman loves the big quote, right? We had it four years oh, yeah. ago. There's one coming pretty soon, right? And it's going to be something about we're going to get through the group, 
right? I, I really believe that that's what's going to be the, the mentality, the message from, from the coach. Um, I want the worst draw possible. I want the biggest clubs. I want a group of death. To me, I want to see this team play the real players in world football because they've been incredible. What a story. But CONCACAF isn't the strongest region at the moment. We know, we know the states are in transition. Mexico's getting older. Yada, yada. We know the stories, right? I still think they're a good team. But I want to see them play the best in the world on a competitive stage. Um, we'll worry about, you know, easy groups in 2026 and, you know, 2030. Right now, first World Cup in 20 in 36 years. Let's get France and Germany and whoever else you want in there. Let's get the toughest groups possible and just enjoy the right guys because it's going to be something we've never seen before. I, I'm half with you. I, I want one major heavyweight and then give me a chance to yeah. get it through the group. I want that one game you're talking about, but I don't want two. <laughs> I, I'll take, I mean, I'll take, two's a bit much. I'll yeah. take a Brazil. No. I'll take a France. I'll take an Argentina. I'll take an England. I'll take a big game where it's a massive media. Put, the, the media's frenzy is off the charts. So these players and the they deserve, by the way, to get one of them. They deserve one of those games where it goes all over the world, international media for fun and everything, a powerhouse. But then give me a couple of other ones in there that they could potentially get four points from and get through the group. That's the way I'm looking we've, at it right now. We've seen a CONCACAF team win a group of death before. When Costa Rica... Costa Rica Taught the group of it was England, Uruguay, and Italy. Yeah, thanks for the reminder. And they won Charlie. that group. <laughs> I know that was it. That was not not a great not a great world. It was funny. Shaman's phone right? just collapsed. Yeah, twenty. Shaman's right using now. a phone he's to start gone, for the gone, first time in his life. He's Shaman's four five. Oh, I scared him off. But it's we've seen it happen. <laughs> <laughs> he's just hung up in disgust at the memories of twenty fourteen. Yeah. Either that or Suarez uh, just bit his phone, one or the other. I don't know. It could have been yeah, that too. <laughs> yeah. Hey, listen, Sid, my man, I know you've had an amazing day and you, it's probably dinner time for you right now. So thanks for joining us, mate. This has been cool. fantastic. All right, Charlie. KJ, good seeing you guys. Enjoy the draw. KJ, hell of a job yesterday, man. It was great seeing you out there. It was only right. It would, it would not have felt the same if you weren't out there. And uh, Alay LaRouge, oh, he decided to grace us with his presence He's again. Back. It's <laughs> James is back Amazing. for a final word. We thought you hung up with disgust of 2014, yeah, yeah. mate. I'm, I'm sorry. I promise I next time, KJ, I won't be in my car. Okay? I, I promise. Well, you every time you leave, every, every time you leave, there's a joke made in the chat that people think you're getting driven by some chauffeur. It looks like you're not. Oh, getting, no. So... I'm actually, I'm, I'm not driving myself. And <laughs> thankfully, no, I, I just did an interview and I had to get out of the, uh, the hotel. So I'm in my, uh, in my car. So I apologize, mate. Next time I'll, I'll be more professional. No, no. Although, look, Nice, nice suit. There's nobody looking more professional than you, right, mate? No need for an apology. <laughs> uh, we'll, we'll let your uh, we'll let your driver take you home back to your pie shop, mate. <laughs> Thanks, mate. Cheers. Don't Enjoyed forget, this. check out Sharman's Pies as well. He's not only an outstanding broadcaster; he sells amazing pies. So go check it out. Wherever you are in the world, just make some orders and make him send them to you. He'll, he'll, he'll figure yeah. it out. Thanks, James. Thanks, Sid. This was a pleasure. See you, boys. So God bless, boys. Ali Larouche. Okay, take care. You too. Thanks, guys, for joining us. That was uh, a lot of fun. Uh, Charlie, wow. pretty fun chatting with those boys. And, and, and look, they've been around a long time covering this sport as well, right? So it's nice to get them on here. Yeah, I, I mean, that's that's another part of this whole thing. You know, everybody that's covered soccer in Canada in from a media sense for years, we're also waiting for a moment like this, right? They, Everybody, you guys, everybody that's been part of it has, you know, stuck with the sport in this country through some really dark times. And now that it's kind of exploding and, I think everybody is kind of reaping the benefits of sticking around, of, of having that commitment. And it's just, there's so many people that I think everybody feels really good for today. It's just, 
it's it's genuinely hard to to arrange my thoughts about you know how many people have deserved this moment for so long. Yeah, my my favorite moment with that was that you uh, got the Brendan Dunlop treatment from Sid, so you, you <laughs> stick that stick that on your resume, mate. Just so you know, Brendan yeah. Dunlop got torched by Sid in the 2010 World <laughs> Cup Tonight shows, torched every single time. I'm sure Brendan's watching, and he can text me. Maybe we'll bring him in at some point. But yeah, poor guy earned his earned his badges and uh, in in a fun way. Uh, yeah. We're supposed to be stopping. We're in an hour almost here. But if you guys want, if you don't mind, we'll carry on going for a little bit. If you're all right with that, Charlie, we've still got lots of yeah. people joining us from all over. Um, but I will take a little bit of a break and show you this. As I said earlier about relationships, these players who co who committed everything to the cause and got to the World Cup yesterday are just the forefront of many, many stories. Many people behind the scenes, well, not, not only within Canada family, but within their own families. And uh, Jonathan Azorio is a player and a man that I've known for some time. And I got the pleasure of sitting down with his parents recently to talk about a few moments in his career. Here is that piece now with Mr. and Mrs. Azorio. Against Mexico, there were so many opportunities before that. You know, chances to score. And from get the ball and when he shot it, he shot it with his left. He's not a left, but I mean, so that was even better. And against Mexico, greater. We just went crazy. Uh, we were here with my two boys and my wife and, and we just started jumping, hugging each other. Like it was fantastic. The feeling for watching Jonathan play for Canada is amazing. It's, it's just, I feel proud. Proud for him, proud for the other boys, proud for Canada. It's amazing. When the play happened, the way he was moving and the opportunity came, the space, the way he finds his space is just it's very um, unique. When they're uh, eight, nine, ten, you see kids, everybody falling the ball. He didn't. He would just wait. He wasn't the one running to the ball and, and you know, everywhere. He would just be, he would always pace himself. Always. And I go, oh my God, that's fantastic. I think maybe by the 14, when he was in high school, I think that's when he really mentally said, you know what, mom, I think I could do this. Every parent's dream is that their kid represent their country, but um, there's a lot of good, there's a lot of bad, there's ups and downs, and it's hard to see your child go through that, but just being there and supporting, um, having, you know, that shoulder to lean on or, you know, a shoulder to cry on when the times are tough, just the support. It's, it's so important to support, you know, the child that wants to get to where they are. When they, he first got called up and put that shirt on, that was when it's like, wow, my son is playing for Canada. And I mean, it's amazing to know that some of them, you know, they played for Driftwood like he did when he was small. And then they played for, you know, Clarkson with him. So it, it is, it's amazing to see how, how far these boys have come. Can I jump? <laughs> wow, it's fantastic. It's um, very proud. It's a dream come true. You always, when I was young, I wanted to be a professional soccer player. Didn't happen. But I mean, you know, it does every kid's dream and what he's living right now is fantastic. It's just an emotional roller coaster and just, I, I wish the whole entire team all the best for this World Cup.
Hope you enjoyed that. And again, thanks so much to the Azorio family for welcoming me, Kenny and Carolina into their homes to put that together. A true team effort again. And that just goes to show you, doesn't it, Charlie? There's just, we get yeah. to see these players, but that's just a little glimpse into how much that touched so many people yesterday. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Because there's just so many generations, you know, every single one of those players has a story or, or a background of kind of how they came to the game in Canada and for a lot of people, it's not easy to, you know, find a place to play soccer as, as a kid in Canada at a good level. It, it, it's just every single one of those players has a similar story, has that kind of background. A lot of these players have, you know, parents from other countries or something like that that have seen the game around the world. And to see that reflected in this team, with you know, it's it's a... A, a team that truly reflects Canada as a country with, you know, the, the incredible diversity of backgrounds in this team. It's just remarkable. And I, I, I've said it so many times, but it just, it's amazing. I love this team. Everybody does. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And again, again, like what Jonathan and I have talked, <clears throat> excuse me, Jonathan and I have talked a lot about football over the years and his love for different clubs and Real Madrid. He's just a football nuts. You know, he loves, and mm -hmm. that's why it means so much, you know, back to that hug. You can, you can hear it when you listen to it, but like he's, he's bawling in my arm, in my arms, you know, and he's screaming, I'm going to a world cup. I'm going to a world cup, you know? And then when I spent time with his family, you know, I was talking to his dad there about Colombia and the World Cup, and they're obviously Colombians, and you remember in, you know, the difficult time in 94, which obviously ended in an unbelievable tragedy, but, you know, when his brothers were there, Nicholas and Anthony, and it's just a soccer family. It just means everything to that family now to, to have their son go to the World Cup. So uh, great to see so many comments coming in. I know there's a lot of South Americans joining us as well, so I uh, saw some comments from Cambodia. Thanks a lot. Great international uh, audience here today, which is which was really fun. Um I want to throw to another interview now on the pitch yesterday. I saw um, one of the leaders of the game, one of the leaders in this country, but no doubt one of the leaders in the international game. Uh, and yesterday he had tears in his eyes as well. Here is my interview with that man. I'm joined by the head of CONCACAF, VP of FIFA, Victor Montagliani. I know you got your red scarf on there today. You should have. You played a massive part on this. How does it feel? Awesome. Um, yeah, those are my titles, but I'm Canadian. I'm proud to be at. I'm never shy about it. And these boys did this country proud. And, uh, and, and listen, there's a lot of people that uh, share in this moment. The fans have been fantastic. There's a lot of fans that stuck through this program in the last 10, 15 years that really deserve uh, all the accolades of where we are today. Obviously, it starts on the pitch. But, uh, you know, this country is a football country. And it always has been a football country. Just today, everybody's waking up to the fact. So it's a very proud moment to be a Canadian. And uh, it's uh, we're off to Qatar. Well, that's the next question. You've got tears in your eyes. You're a yeah. football man. You know how important a World Cup is and how important this country needs to be in it. Listen, at the end of the day, uh, uh, for a federation, like Canadian soccer, any federation, and there'll be hopefully three more of my federations that qualify, it's all about the World Cup. It's all about the Men's World Cup. It's all about the Women's World Cup. And once you get there, everything will cascade down and, and rain on to the grassroots. But it's all about the World Cups. And, uh, and uh, we know that now. And uh, we're going to go to Qatar and then we're going to host one. So it's, it's a great situation for our country. And I couldn't be prouder. I know how much you love CONCACAF, but it's so great to see you today and see you wearing red. Congratulations. You played an enormous part in this. You deserve it. I appreciate that, Christian. And uh, yes, you know what? 
I'm very proud of CONCACAF. I'm very proud of my 41 members, and uh, I look forward to watching the games later on to see who are my other three countries that are going. Thanks for this, Vic. Cheers. Thank you. Those are the three countries likely are going to be Mexico, United States, and potentially Costa Rica, who are now fourth yeah. in that, uh, that leg. And we'll be favorites to win that Oceana playoff, Charlie. So it's uh, a good so. day for Victor Montagli all around. And look, you know, um, you know, I think he would say privately that, you know, CONCACAF would want to do well there. So if there's only three spots, it doesn't get much better than having their two powerhouses, Mexico and the United States, get there. And of course, his beloved Canada, which shone through in that interview, which was nice. Yeah, yeah, he did. I was I was pleasantly surprised at that kind of emotion from him. And the other thing that I do want to to point out in that is he makes a really good point about the impact that qualifying for a World Cup can have on a sport in a country like Canada. It, it there's so much money in going to a World Cup. Mm. I think has to be said just even just the prize money from getting there that as he said trickles down to every level of the game men's and women's in this country down to the grassroots and that's something that other CONCACAF countries have benefited from like Costa Rica has Honduras has Panama has Canada's going to now as well they're going to have that and that's going to even further strengthen the game in this country as we head into you know hosting a world cup and then hopefully going to the next one and and after that the I, I've said it before but the game is going to continue to snowball from here in this country because of this moment and because of this team. The draw is Friday. There's been some questions in the chat when it is. Uh, we are expected for the uh, shenanigans, I'll call them, to get underway at noon. Anybody who's familiar with watching any kind of major tournament draw, uh, and I should have asked Sharma for this because he's the expert at talking about horrendous music, uh, is that you get <laughs> some dodgy stuff coming on the, on the stage and some really weird music, and everyone's just sitting around waiting for the draw and wants to time it out. And what usually happens is you have to wait through about 30 minutes of um, procedures. You don't need to do that anymore. You can just come and join us. Uh, get you, yeah. you know, set, set your alarms ready for it. Put a reminder on your phone. Uh, I think we're going to come up an hour before. I think we should come up 11 a.m. Friday, Eastern. Me and Charlie and uh, abundance of guests. We'll just throw anybody in there. And uh, come and join us. So we're going to watch this draw live together. Let's do it together, Canada. Let's join us all together. Come and watch this together, and let's have a lot of fun uh, doing that. We expect it to go start around about 12.20, 12.25. And what I've noticed in the past with World Cup draws, and I love them, by the way, is that they start going quicker than you want them to be. At that point, you can't keep up. After once all they start, fun. yeah. Yeah, once it starts, it's like, come yeah. here. So um, maybe we'll even do a little, I don't know if I can plan this out in time. Maybe we'll do a little bit of our own draw before, Charlie, in the first hour. Let's uh, some, you know, yeah. do our own draw and see what, we'll see what happens something. on Friday. <laughs> yeah, we'll do something. Uh, so join us for that. Um, we're going to wrap this up shortly, but I want to throw to another interview um, with an outstanding player. You could argue that he was the man of the match yesterday. Uh, a goal and assist on the pitch and a player that, before this World Cup qualifying campaign began, wasn't even in Canada's squad, was playing in the under-21s and under-23 squads to trying to get to the Olympics. A player now that is a num almost the number one on the team sheet. An incredibly shy man, uh, but thankfully it was able to agree to do me an interview with me yesterday. Uh, here is my interview with that star man on the pitch. I'm with Tejon Buchanan, who had a goal and assist on a remarkable day for Canada. How does this feel to you? It's unbelievable. I mean... You know, ever since I ever started playing soccer, uh, you know, this has been my dream. And to experience this in this country today on a day like on, on a day like today is is unbelievable and you know extremely happy. Your team is special, isn't it? The fact that you how close you are. I mean, obviously Toronto boy like this from Brampton, there's a lot of Brampton boys on there today and that's special, but the camaraderie that you have, can you describe it? 
it's the brotherhood, everything. It's, you know, this was meant to be. We put in so much work, and, you know, to see where we all come from, it's, it's unbelievable. And, and, you know, like you said, a bunch of Brampton boys, and, you know, we're out there performing and, and putting on for our country, and it's a no better feeling. I know how much you love this sport. What's it going to mean to you to go to the pinnacle of FIFA World Cup? Everything. This is what every player dreams about. And and now that our, our ticket is punched, it's unbelievable. You know, I can't even describe it right now. Last one for you. John Herdman brought this team together a long time ago. What has he done for this group to instill that belief? He made it, he made us all believe, you know, that we could be, we could perform, be the top in CONCACAF. Uh, you know, this, this, he changed this program around and, and now that I'm a part of it, I'm extremely happy and, and you know, the future is very bright. Hey, John, your future is very bright as well. I'm so proud to see how you continue to develop. Thanks again for this. All the it. Appreciate it. Great guy. Uh, and, and, yeah. and as I said earlier, it's just not one who's very comfortable in front of the microphone and painfully shy in many ways. But I just, I say that because on the pitch... There was a moment yesterday I was on the sidelines. He comes right by me, and he's got that speed. You just hear it in his boots the moment he goes by. You yeah. just know that's a different level. And he does this move, it's I think incredible. it was against Brown, against Brown, who just chops right through him, by the way. Do you remember the tackle? Got a yellow card? Yeah. He, did, he just yeah. did him. Easiest completely. yellow card I've ever seen. Yeah, easiest yeah. yellow card you've ever seen. And I was like, this is this is modern day. This is new Canada. This is modern day Canada right here. The swagger on the pitch. Just doing like step overs and step, and then just getting chopped up by a by a fullback who can't even get near him. Now this is like yeah. this is where Canada's at, and and Tejan Buchanan has been a diamond that has been really found during this qualification qualification process. Yeah, the things that Tejan attempts on the pitch are things that you wouldn't have seen on a Canada team of of five years ago, even. And the craziest part to me is that he's going to get so much better. Mm. He's a very young player who just made his move to Europe to Bruges and he is going to continue to get better as he continues to you know find his place find out where exactly he's best suited on the pitch it's the, the sky's the limit for Tejan Buchanan because I, I don't know if he's going to be at Bruges for very long to be honest right like once he he's already started to get into that squad which is difficult to do when you go mid-season like that he's going to continue to impress there and he's just such a such an entertaining player I, I've spoke even like people that I've spoken to that have just sort of started to pay attention to the national team during this cycle. Tejan's the one that they, they like, what, where did he come from? Where, like, where did this player come from? Because he's just such a, such an entertaining player, especially, you know, for somebody who doesn't watch a whole lot of the game, hasn't seen a lot of, a lot of Canada play. You notice him on the pitch every single time the ball goes near him. It's unbelievable. It's really smart. He's a very yeah. smart player. First time I saw Tejon Buchanan was at the MLS Combine in Orlando, Florida, before he got drafted. And he was that generation Adidas player. He's Canadian, and I knew that. And I went down there. There's rumors he was going number one. Um, New England Revolution had all their Christmas presents delivered in one, by the way, that week, because he went to <laughs> eight. He fell to eight yeah. in that draft. And again, it did that, and it was meant to happen because it was God's plan for him. Because Tejan has had a number, a number of setbacks through his career where oh, I don't know about that. I've got a Syracuse. Oh, you know, you can do what you can there. May play. Oh, I don't know if he's got enough skill to play as a winger. Do we put him as a defender? He's a complete player because of his mental aspects. He will not ever, ever be told that he can't do something. And he's just got so much inner confidence that when he comes up on, on the pitch. And, and again, blessed with pace. Pace in this CONCACAF region that nobody could deal with, Charlie. That's what this Canadian team brought. Even when Davis wasn't yeah. there, he had pace and directness that CONCACAF defenders don't see. 
his ability to stretch the pitch against yeah. a lot of teams that you know when when even when Canada has a lot of the ball just his ability to kind of you know create space for that team to to get in behind fullbacks and to make those runs and just his ability to take on players one-on-one to to beat defenders on the dribble has been unbelievably important for this team just the the chances that he's created just coming in especially from that right side I I don't know if there's been a, a you know a, a better player to come in and step in especially when Alfonso Davies hasn't been there on this team they're not the same player by any means but he's able to do some of those sorts of things with that pace with that ability to you know stretch a team out as I said and to to create that space by just beating beating defenders you know he, he can nutmeg pretty much anybody in the world I think and he can find that pass so it's been so important to have him playing in that attacking role for this team in this cycle he also is so committed without the ball as well and there's times yeah. in this system where he's asked to play fullback when they go into a three and Johnston can cut deeper, cut, cut inside, and he has to really cover. And his work rate has been very, very good. There was a moment in this World Cup qualifying game, the second game of the season, second game of the campaign, where the ball came over to his side against Mexico and he just missed it. He was a yard short and the ball came over and they scored because he didn't recover that moment. And I never yeah. saw him make that mistake again. He never made that mistake again. Nobody ever got beyond him after that. And he worked and shifted and so much worked harder on that ability and commitment without the ball. And that's not easy to get out of these you know, mavericks in the final third to get that commitment. But everybody, I showed some clips last week. If you haven't seen it on One Soccer, you can find it. The defensive work from David and Laren and what they do as a front two. And that is the team for me. Defensively, they commit from the front. They've got defensive forwards who, who, who make good angles. And Buchanan, and everybody buys in. There's no defensive passengers in this. Not even no. Davies when he's playing. You had to buy into it. Uh, talking to buy-in, let's get to our last clip of the uh, post-match reaction. What I liked about yesterday was David Wotherspoon was there, which was great to see. He's obviously <laughs> suffering from a long-term injury. Great to see that he came over for it. Um, Stephen Vittori obviously wasn't able to play, but they obviously took care of him. And Sam Piet, who's been a major part of this front about this team as well for years now, was was ruled out injured actually because of when he was playing last for Canada. Uh, hasn't been able to get back on the pitch since, and he flew in that morning as well. So uh, Sam Piet, who deserved it yesterday just as much as anybody else, joined me on the pitch after the game. I'm joined by Samuel Piet, who was unable to play today, but played a lot of minutes. What does this feel like? It's crazy. I have no words. <laughs> It's uh, unbelievable. Hey, you saw the celebration, the the atmosphere, and the entire the entire game. So I don't think I don't think we can realize right now that we're going to the World Cup. We will realize in a couple of days, but uh, surreal moment, just a proud moment. Can you take our viewers into what the mind of a player was like when John Herdman came to you four years ago and you were in that camp first and yeah. said, "Picture the moment of going to a World Cup." How did that belief in, be instilled into you as a group of players? Yeah, I mean, obviously, yeah, you, that's what you expect from from a coach that's coming in. <laughs> nice words and then, you know, good good phrases, good phrases that, that you know, try to make the team believe in, in a project. Uh, and four years later, we made it. And then, you know, John is one of the guys that he worked he worked his ass off uh, for for four years every day to, to bring this team to Qatar. And uh, yeah, no, it's it's unbelievable. He did an incredible job, and uh, the boys too. It's, it's it's special. This group is special. Final question on the boys. The fact that you guys are so close, how much did that help and how special is it to be able to do it with this group? Yeah, I mean, obviously I was disappointing with the with the result in Costa Rica, eh? but not going to lie, I was happy to, to fly down uh, to, today for the game and, you know, leave, leave, leave these emotions uh, in, uh, 
in life. Uh, so it's in front of my fans too here at home. It's unbelievable. There's no better scenario, that's for sure. Samuel Priat from Quebec. Congratulations, man. You got in Canada to win. Thank you, my friend. Thank you. I think KJ's dropped out for a second. There you are. You're back just in time. Yeah, I just was in time. watching Samuel Piet there, and it just said, <laughs> out the broadcast. I think that might be good. <laughs> yes, but sorry about that. Try to leave you all uh, hanging on your own there for a second. It wasn't but very long. What What I wanted to say was, um, and and we'll finish with this, is that Sam Piet said, in his own honest way, just because he's so genuine, was, oh, when John Herman comes in, he's like, oh, yeah, it's just a bunch of words and phrases, a new coach coming in and trying, you know, these players have heard it all before, man. Do you know what I mean? The, you, you can't yeah. con, can't con the players. You got to figure out that, that you know how do you be genuine and get them to believe in you, right? Eventually, PowerPoint presentations and motivational speeches are just gone over their heads because these guys are the best. That's why they make it to the professional level. Uh, but in the end, he got them to believe in themselves exactly. and in him, right, Charlie? Yeah, he absolutely did, and you could kind of see it through this journey the belief building in that group, you know, they went to Bermuda and, and they played, you know, Suriname and all of these teams and every single test got a little bit harder than the one before it. And every single time they came through it, you could kind of see it in this team that they were starting to believe because you can, you can talk about believing, but you don't have to, you don't necessarily actually believe that until yeah. you see it for yourself, until you experience it because you're on the pitch and you are winning these games and you're, you're winning games that John Herdman has told you that you can win. Right. right, you go to the Gold Cup and you beat Costa Rica in a knockout game. You could see it building up in this group, just just the same way that the country outside of this team started to believe in them. It had to happen with the players as well, and it did kind of start to build up. It it came. We'll finish with this. It's been a, a remarkable time for Canadian soccer. The women have won the gold medal in Tokyo, and again announcing their squad very shortly again uh, for a fantastic tour in Vancouver and then back on Victoria Island. Uh, for the game that will be around the opening weekend of the Canadian Premier League as well. Charlie and I will be all over that on the 7th of April at York Stadium. Uh, they kick off the game, York, York United, and then we have three more games that weekend. Uh, a doubleheader on the Sunday with the rematch of Forge playing Pacific in that game and on Vancouver Island as well. We have the Canadian Premier League thriving. We've got the women's team thriving. We've got the men's team making the World Cup. And um, we've got a lot of people falling in love with the sport. And that's really important. And yesterday was just one of those days where people will forever remember where they were when. And uh, Charlie, that was pretty special to be there in that, inside that stadium. And again, thanks for all your work. It's a great piece that you wrote. Please check it out. CanPL.ca. Charlie's got some great work on there uh, that he continues to shine on there. Please go read that. And uh, some of the best pieces in this business are often the ones that are written from the heart. We don't always get to do that, right, Charlie? Because we're always covering yeah. games and doing all that things. But when you can sit down and write from the heart, that's when you write your best, my man, right? Sometimes you have to take the analytical hat off and just, you know, say – say what the emotions are, say what the feelings are, because I think that's what yesterday was about. It wasn't necessarily about the the tactics or the game itself. Yesterday was an emotional moment for everybody. So I think that's the most genuine thing that we can do. Just be genuine and love each other. That's all we'll continue to do, everybody. Remember that. This is a sports. Uh, we're not saving lives, but we are making lives better. And we've got one more game Wednesday, live on One Soccer. You can join myself, Andy Petrillo, and a whole host of other characters. That's right. This great group that you're falling in love with still has one more game. One top spot to finally clinch 
Uh, they're almost there. They can come top of CONCACAF World Cup qualifying. You can join us live on One Soccer uh, for, for that game, which is on Wednesday, the 30th, as they go to Panama. Uh, Charlie, as ever, will be all over it uh, and also all over Canada as he continues to cover this great Canadian Premier League that we're on as well. Thanks to Charlie. Thanks to Jeff. Thanks to Nick. Thanks to Kenny, Carolina, and everybody else behind the scenes working on this show. And most importantly, thank you to Sid and James and to you guys for everybody joining us across this wonderful world to support this fantastic team and just put a little bit of a cherry on top in terms of the cake of what we had yesterday this was important i felt that we all come together and talk about this and, I was, and i'm so glad so many of you did and enjoyed a lot of those reactions again as we look back on what was a phenomenal day for canadian sport not just canadian soccer join us on friday we will be back we are going to do the live show on friday we're going to talk about the world cup draw and we're going to watch it together so please join us many of you can if you can um take the day off work just whatever you can, or even if it's early, just around the world, whatever, just join us. Uh, we're going to get together. We're going to have our drinks and snacks, and we're going to watch Canada get put in a World Cup draw for Qatar 2022. Have a great day, everybody. It's real.